You look forward to it every morning, folks. Admit it, you know, at 8.40 every Thursday, the purveyor of BillOReilly.com, which is wildly successful, a uh, TV show every night at 7 o'clock, great columns, great insight. His latest column is called Where There's a Will, another uh, wonderful column, which we'll get to in a minute. But let's bring in Bill. Good morning, Bill. Hey, you know, I, I mentioned Shirley Temple. That's why you guys are so clever and brilliant. In the column... Uh, about Joe Biden, which we'll get to in a minute, as you just said, I hope. Well, yeah, no, you oh, mentioned oh, the George Will column, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. yes. So uh, I've been listening to you guys this morning, and uh, we disagree a little bit on the Buffalo thing, but otherwise I think you're right in the zone. Well, let's pick it up where we left off, and, and I'd love to get into the Buffalo thing, but uh, we left off with the uh, uh, NASCAR banning the Confederate yeah. flag. Now, you, your message of the, of the day is all about that, and I say that you cannot defend intellectually defend the Confederate flag, especially on government property, and you say what, Bill O'Reilly? Yes, it's, um, it's a battle between um, sensibilities of Americans and history. And people really need to understand what the parameters are. So if you're an African-American, you know that the Civil War was fought for two reasons. One, to banish slavery. But the most important reason in the beginning was that the states basically said to the federal government, Abraham Lincoln, we're not going to obey you on trade, we're not going to obey you, period, and we're going to bomb Fort Sumter in South Carolina, so blank you. And the federal government was forced to fight, and then the Civil War. But the overriding difficulty between the states was slavery. So everybody knows that. So if you're an African-American and your ancestors were enslaved, and if you do the research and read Killing Lincoln, my book, Killing Lincoln, you see how brutal that thing was. I mean, there was nothing good about it. Um, you say, look, I don't want to be uh, confronted with any symbol of uh, Confederates fighting to enable slavery. I just don't want that. And I think that's an absolutely valid point of view, because if you're Jewish, you don't want somebody waving the Nazi flag. Is that correct? Correct. Absolutely. You don't want swastikas in the stands. And slavery and the Holocaust is not far apart. It's not far no. apart. Both uh, atrocities, okay. ma major atrocities. Now, on the other side, you have people say, look, we're not promoting slavery by showing the Confederate flag. We're promoting the bravery of our conscripted soldiers who had no choice, they had to fight, okay, and the legacy of people like Robert E. Lee, who was essentially an honorable man. You don't see Jefferson Davis being put up. It's, it's military people, Stonewall Jackson, that kind of thing. Now, there is validity to that. It's Southern pride, Dixie pride. It's we are a, a region of the country that um, is a brave region, and um, our people uh, may have been wrong in their cause, but they were loyal to their states, etc. I think the slavery argument far outweighs that argument. However, I am not for beheading statues and obliterating the history and all of that. That is Stalinism. Yeah, agreed. No, no but, we agree but, not but as far as, uh, say, NASCAR banning the flag, I mean, is that, uh, I mean, that's a tougher question. When you get down to the nitty gritty, uh, what do you think but about it's that? It's not, Bernie. If you waved a Nazi flag in NASCAR, you'd be arrested. Right. Okay, so you, you, so you, you agree with NASCAR? Yeah, he, he agrees with us. Uh, no flag. Now, you know, you mentioned the Buffalo thing, and I, I actually 
You say you disagree with us. I've been saying for days, and I I think I'm going to be in lockstep with you, and Bernie could attest to this. I thought it was really stupid of Donald Trump to tweet that, whether it turns out this guy is Antifa, not Antifa. And I I did say this, Bernie, for two consecutive days. He never should have tweeted that. And without even knowing what you're going to say, knowing you, I think you're going to agree with that. I am, and I and and said I said I disagree with McGurk. Oh, yeah. All right. I, I mean, come on, don't be too sensitive here. I know you used to work at WFAN, where they're very sensitive, yeah. but you don't have to be sensitive on WABC. Well, don't be a snowflake. Right? This, is, this is a robust debate station. Yeah, yeah. We, you're, right. Right. you're right. So look, so here's the problem with it: the president of the United States and Donald Trump really hasn't bought into this entire concept. Is different. He's different. He's not a political pundit. He's not. O'Reilly or McGurk or um, anybody like that. He, he's elevated. So when he tweets, the tweet's going out to, what, 8 million people? The tweet has power. The, the tweet has um, the ability to engender opinion. So we don't know yet. We don't know yet who this, and I'm investigating myself, by the way, who this guy is. But even if he's the most radical Antifa sympathizer, he's 75 years old, okay, you overlook it. You don't get involved if you're the president. It's small ball. Well, let me say, posit this, Bill O'Reilly. When every, every leader, Republican and Democrat, are too cowardly to defend the police, too cowardly, too timid, you have the president with a pair who's going to defend the Buffalo cops if you watch the videotape and you slow it down, that guy was doing something illicit with his phone. Well, let's see that, though. I, I, I'm looking at it right now. No, okay, you're looking at it, but let's get, um, look, the two cops in Buffalo have been arrested and charged. Yes. All right? So their defense attorneys should be the ones driving this debate, not Donald Trump. That's what I'm saying. Let, let it unfold. If this turns out to be a charade and, and not what, and I'm not going to be shocked. Are you? I mean, the press. Not at all. They'll just, they'll, but what I'm saying to you is it doesn't do Donald Trump or the country any good for him to get involved in right. these kinds of things. There's no question about the, that. The bigger picture for Donald Trump, which is lost which is lost in these little tweets. The bigger picture is this, and they're writing a speech now. Um, I know they're, I can't tell you any more than that, but they, they are writing a speech for President Trump to deliver to the nation about race relations and the police. And the position that President Trump has to stake out is the exact same position as Barack Obama. And I, and I ran it last night on the No Spin News on BillOReilly.com. I ran Obama's 135 soundbite, where he basically looked into the camera after the Baltimore Freddie Gray thing and said, you got it. You can't do this to the police. This is Barack Obama. You can't do it to the police. We aired it yesterday. He said everything that he said the right things. Right. So so President Trump, all he has to do is get up in front of the nation and say, look, I disagree with my predecessor on a lot of things, but I don't disagree with him on this. Because every responsible American leader, and that includes de Blasio and Cuomo and all of these clowns, and I don't know if Cuomo's a clown, that might be fake, de Blasio certainly is, okay, Um, they are basically subverting their own city, state, and country 
by getting on board and saying, oh, yeah, we have to defund the police. The police save lives. Everyone knows that. And the most they save are poor people. And if you take them off the street, which New York City is effectively doing right now, do you think that the New York City Police Department today is going to respond the way they did four months ago to crime? No chance. Not at all. No chance. Okay, they're not. No. And you're going to lose, out of the 40,000 cops, you're going to lose 10 to 15% of veteran officers, all right, effective, smart policemen and women. They're going to leave. Do you not understand that? Okay? And that is going to hurt this city. Where do you see a year from now when we're speaking, and we will be, a year from now, where do you see what happens to the crime rate in New York City? And where do you see how many more dead people there are in this city? Is Bill de Blasio going to take that on him? It's my fault. How about his wife? You going to do that when there are going to be hundreds of dead people that would be alive if you hadn't done this defund the police garbage i mean it's it is sinful you're so right she's actually taking it a step further charlene mccray she talks this morning about dismantling the police and how utopian and how beautiful new york would look those are her words not mine when you no police when you ask de blasio how did the city go from three thousand murders a year to 300 a year they go of course it was the nypd that saved black lives you know moving up the nypd bill there's a um there's this feeling out there and i get into arguments every day with my own family members my own family members and friends and others that keep yelling at me, listen, you, you better jump on the wave. All of America, white, black, blah, 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 they're, they're with Black Lives Matter. You know, people are losing jobs on Bravo television. NFL players are kneeling with the anthem and saluting Black Lives Matter. We're going to rename streets here in New York after Black Lives Matter. And their contention to me is, is that uh, you really can't be so negative against it because in the end they're going to win. Uh, and I can't, I just can't bring myself, Bill, to accept a group that not that long ago yelled things like, we want dead cops now and pigs in a blanket, fry them. But are they right? Are these people right that if we don't accept them to a certain extent, we're going to be the outside looking in? No. It's going to be a tremendous backlash against Black Lives Matter and the radical left. Now, I don't know when it's going to come. Uh, That's why I get so uh, crazed when Donald Trump doesn't do what he should do, in my opinion, humble opinion. All right, because there is going to be a backlash. I, I believe that most African Americans don't support Black Lives Matter. All right, it, Black Lives Matter is exactly the same as the Black Panthers. There's no difference, no difference in their syllabus, no difference in their public pronouncements, off the pigs, pigs in the blanket. Are there any, is there any difference between that? Nope. Sounds no, similar. we said this okay. the other day, yes. So, so Black Lives Matter is the Black Panthers. You want the Black Panthers running the United States of America? Is that what you want? You want these Black Lives Matter people who uh, are not socialists, they're Marxists. They're Marxists, and they say it. It's not like they're not saying it, but the difference is in what your family and friends, and I didn't even know you had any friends. I, uh, maybe, it's, I, maybe it's his family. You're right. right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got acquaintances. I, li- I like to hear that. Uh, I thought I was the guy. I was it. That's it. Because uh, I know you. Bernie doesn't like you. Um, but, the difference now is that the press is behind Black Lives Matter. So AT&T slash CNN, they're promoting it yeah. like it's benign, like it's a good group, 
like they're looking out for all Americans. They're not looking out for all Americans. They're a violent group, Black Lives Matter. They got $33 million of donations from George Soros, the most radical leftist in the United States of America. What do you think they're going to try to do? They don't want freedom of speech. Look at all the people being fired across the country and threatened and everything else. Who's behind that? That's Black Lives Matter. That's Stalinism. That's what they do. That's what we're witnessing. Uh, Bill O'Reilly on the Bernie and Sid show. Absolutely. I love your passion, Bill. Listen, your, 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 your column, Where There's a Will, we... We told you we'd get to it. We're getting to it now. I loved it. I love the conclusion, especially. Tell us about where there's a will. All right. George Will is this uh, arrogant guy. You, many people know who he is. I disassembled him when he attacked my book, Killing Reagan, on the air. Um, because he's just not an honest man, in my opinion, intellectually honest. All right. So now he says, I'm going to vote for Biden. He's a Republican. Yeah, okay. But he hates Trump. He's always hated Trump. He thinks... Trump is a hun, a Visigoth, all right? And he, I'm going to vote for Biden. And I said, all right, fine. And George Will can vote for whoever he wants. But if you do vote for Joe Biden, here's what's going to happen. And I list all of the things that will happen to this country and to you, George Will, and to you, anybody, if Biden becomes elected. And I'm just going to break it down and tie it into what we were talking about. You think Joe Biden's going to stand up to Black Lives Matter? Oh, please. <laughs> Does anybody think that's going to happen? <laughs> no. So if you want your country ripped apart, because believe me, most Americans are not going to sit for this. They're not. All right? And that's why I say we're not going to lose the country, but we could devolve into violence. Because people outside of the liberal bastions where we live, they hate Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and no, I'm not I, using the word hate with any kind of... it. They will not accept this. No, nor should okay? they. So, so it's going to subside. But the driver of it is the national media. Yep. They are driving it. And unless people start to walk away... I, I think they're all going over the cliff. I do. I think all of them are going over on cable news and network news. The New York Times going down a drain there. They have a civil war in their own newsroom. Okay? So it's going to shake out, but it's going to be painful for a few months. Oh. Yeah, and, and you conclude the column by saying traditional America is under siege. One presidential candidate will fight that. One presidential candidate will not see you in November. And it was a brilliant su summation. And that's, that's what it comes down to. A very pivotal, important election in November. How you vote is very, very, uh, oh, I mean, it means everything. This one may be the most important one in my lifetime. And uh, if God's good to me, I'll be around for 54 years. Hey, Bill, uh, as always, not good, spectacular, great. Uh, really, thank you very much. It's a wonderful 15 minutes. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. We'll talk soon. You too, buddy. Thank the you, great buddy. Bill O'Reilly, of course. Check out uh, BillOReilly.com. Doesn't get better. Great columns and interviews. And he's a television show. It's really fantastic. Uh, he's a big-time author, as you know, of course, and still the best in the business, Bill O'Reilly.